Notice this. Your mom, well, my mom will send me to the store, and I see it right now. She'll write it on the paper. Grits, eggs, bacon, bread. You know, we ate lots of toast. Amen. Lots of grits. Amen. We, got, we didn't get too much bacon, but we got, you know, we got a strip or two. So what I was, I was anointed or endowed with power to do what? To go to the store and buy the grits, the eggs, the bacon, and toast. Is that right? So when I come back, well, guess what? I brought forth what I was empowered to do. Uh, yeah, and that's right. Bring, bring back that chain. That's right. We used to try to keep that chain. Oh, yeah, Brother Jordan was talking about Yeah, we used to try to keep that chain. Where's my chain, boy? I know how much it costs. Is that right? And so, so that's what, and that's what the blessing is. That's what the anointing is. And that's why we say that the tide represents us showing forth thanksgiving. Our thankfulness for what? For what God has done. Okay? Now, you may not, you say, well, I don't have anything uh, what God has did for me. Let me say this. Do you understand the word redemption? The word redemption means to be purchased, bought back for a better opportunity. Well, we were, per number one, we was purchased off of the market of sin, the slave market called sin. Number two, a ransom was made for our freedom, our delivery, which was his blood. Number three, we were made free. We were loose when he was raised from the dead, raised out his spirit, was raised out of hell after being held captive there for three days and three nights. And the only reason why he was held there so that the justice of the father could be satisfied. It wasn't what the devil required, because if it was left up to Satan, Jesus' spirit would never come out of there. But the reason why he couldn't stay there, because he didn't, he was not a sinner. He came there as our, what? Substitute. Can you see that? So when you got born again, I got born again. Well, notice this. Through our born again experience, it put us in a place to do what? I'm thankful because... My name is not blotted out of the Lamb Book of Life. Is that right? And every day you awaken, you awaken to a place of understanding that, hey, my life is secured in Christ. Are y'all following me? That right there in itself is like, Lord, thank you for giving me this opportunity to know you as Savior, as Lord. And just knowing what he did for you and the more revelation, the more understanding you have about it, then guess what? You'll be like Abram. Abram brought forth the tithe not because it was required. Are you following me? No, he did it because, notice this. Put this up there. Uh, page uh, Genesis 14 and look at verse uh, 19. He noticed this. Abram, the Bible said, the priest, Melchizedek, which is, I think is an incarnated uh, of Jesus himself, he brought forth the bread and the wine. And when he brought forth the bread and the wine, notice what he said. 
And he blessed him and said, meaning he empowered him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Watch this. Next verse. And blessed be the Most High God, which has done what? Delivered thine enemies, where? Into thine hand. And he gave a tithe of all. Because he recognized who delivered his enemies into his hand. It was God. So you think about where you are in your walk, and you just think about what things God did for you, how you came out of something, or how something resolved itself in a manner that whereas, you know, you have no way of knowing how this was going to be. And so what do we do? We give as a token of saying, thank you, Lord. What the, so the tithe does, the tithe, God takes the tithe, and he reinvest it back into you and I. That's what he does. He reinvests the time. Why? That's why we're here tonight. We have a place to come. We have a place we can hear the word. What's the what's he doing? He's reinvesting the tide back in you so you can have a place to come and hear of him. Amen. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that does what? That give us light, that give us understanding. Can y'all see that? Yeah. Watch this. Put this up. Uh, uh, page. Let's go to uh, the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews. And let's go start at verse one. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Melchizedek. I've been trying to get over there to uh, Jacob. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. It, it, you know, I think we're just not quite ready yet, but y'all keep reading about Jacob, okay? And you keep reading about Job, okay? Why? Because all this is connected. Watch this. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, uh, let's, uh, let's put this in the NLT. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem, also a priest of the Most High God. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings. You see that? And we know how he won. Right? Because we just read it, right? Notice this. Melchizedek met him and blessed him or empowered him. Next verse. Then Abraham took tent of all he had, notice this, captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. Notice this, he gave out of the substance of which he won, of the battle of which he won. For you and I, it would be whatever, whatever resource, what, you know, the jobs we have, things that we do or whatnot. We're being thankful, showing thanksgiving out of the first tent of what he has empowered us to make during the week or quarterly, however you get paid, okay? So the point is, is, notice this. You have to make a decision to give. You say, well, if I don't give, am I cursed? No. Nope. It's just like saying, okay, you may have a house note, right? What if you don't save the money monthly to pay your house note? Are you cursed because you didn't make the payment? No. 
you you just what you had a disadvantage and and if you keep going on what's going what's going to happen they're going they, you know they're going to see one of those uh uh one of those letters where they kick you out what you call that a time to go letters you see <laughs> Does they make that person curse? No. They just didn't do what? They are at a disadvantage because they didn't do what their money like they properly should have done, which they agreed with. See, disagreement, that's what a covenant is. This what the, it's a covenant. It's an agreement that God and Abraham was in, and Abraham knew that, hey, there was no way I was able to overcome the obstacles that I overcame with 318 servant, trained servants of my own, not against his army. How could he have done that? And it's the same way in every, every day in our life. That's why you and I should live from a position of strength, meaning this, my strength, as Psalm 27, one, my strength is in the Lord. That means I'm drawing from his strength. His strength would be I'm drawing from his word. And I'm allowing the word to do what? To strengthen my inner man, my soulish man, so that I, my, my soulish man doesn't become flux, so flexible. You know what I mean? Flexible. I mean, it's just fluctuating. That's what happens. Your emotion begins to fluctuate because what you hear or what you don't hear. Amen? But when you allow the word to be the strength, well, in uh, Ephesians 6.10, where it says, to be strong in the Lord and the power of his light, of his, uh, of his might. One translation says, to be strong in the Lord, to be empowered. By in his might. That means to be strong means to be empowered where? In the might of the Lord. Why? Because he's already done it. It's already finished. So therefore, a lot of time we are seeking for something that we already possess. Abram was given from a position of what God gave to him. That's the simplest way I can put it. So God give you God give you an idea, God give you a job, God give, give you a position, or whatever. Well, so what are you doing? Lord, I'm giving you a tithe on you open this door for me. Unbeliever don't understand. They understand that, but guess what? They understand the concept of putting away for themselves. They don't see, you know, giving to the Lord. They see giving to a man. You're not giving to a man. You're giving to the Lord. But the man, the woman, or the church have to receive it. But you're actually giving to the Lord. And it doesn't, notice it, it doesn't bring forth fruit until it leaves your hand. Okay? Now watch this. So he said, the name Melchizedek means king of justice, king of Salem which means king of peace. Well, you can't be nobody but Jesus, right? Next verse. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to life, to his life. He remains a priest forever resembling the son of God. Can't make it no simple, right? Keep going. Consider then how this great, 
I mean, how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Again, it's showing forth your thanksgiving. Why? Because God want to know, Daryl, can I trust you? That's what it's all about. Can I trust you? Well, you, when, when you begin to recognize your purpose, when you begin to start seeing more of what I have called you to, more abundant. Why? Because remember, in John chapter uh, 15, verse 8, it said, herein, that he said, herein my father desired that you may bring forth much fruit. So the key here is about the vine and the branch is that you bring forth much fruit. So that means you're not going to start out here. God wants you to start out here. Why? Because it's a growth process. You're growing. You're growing. And the more you grow, the more understanding you have. Then guess what? The more finances are put in your way. Because why? Now I can trust you to give bigger. If I can trust you to give $10 off of 100 then I can trust you to give $100 off of 1000 Right? And it, it goes on. Why? Because God knows the word is growing in your heart. The grace of God, the thankfulness. Why? Because what is being implored? More understanding. His understanding. More uh, revelation knowledge. More wisdom. And the more you increase in that, the more fruit you can bear. And that's why people ask you, well, how did you know that? How, did you, how could you have come to that? What makes you thought of that? And you really have no definitive answer. But just say, God, that throws most people off. Oh, he all religious now. Huh? Like Deion Sanders, they can't figure him out. He took a program that only won one game last year and lost 11 games. And not right now, they're already 2-0. They went from being nowhere being placed in the top 25. Now they're at number 18, I think. Huh? And it's just like, where did this dude come from? What do he have? He have the blessing on it. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, that makes all the difference, guys. Hmm? I mean, the man was so bold in his stand for the word of God. He said, do you think you're going to be, how you, you think you're going to be able to win this game? I don't think I know. I know we're going to win. We, the body of Christ, are afraid to speak in that light. No, I know I'm going to live in divine hell. I know I'm going to walk. I'm going to live prosperous all the days of my life because Jesus came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. But see, what would stop us from speaking in that light? You look at your present day status. And that is the part of you 
that is that left that old the residue of that old nature that left behind which is an unrenewed mindset and it don't want you to speak in the manner of what Christ done for you it wants you to say well no I don't want to say that you know you're working at McDonald's I'm like, you know, you know my God has prospered you see they don't understand when I flip burgers whether I'm my laws I'm still blessed. It's not what you do. You get that blessing on you. And you mopping floors. I guarantee everybody of some importance going to be drawn to you. Hmm? See, we, we identify ourselves by what we do, how educated we are, and you don't understand, you take a person like Joseph. Joseph was a 17-year-old kid. He was full of testosterone, and he didn't know what was going on. But he told his, he told his father, his mother, he told his brother, all y'all going to bow down to me. <laughs> but the dad understood. He took that in heart. And knowing that something different with this child. Hmm? And we'll talk about we'll talk about it because guess what? They threw Joseph in prison. They threw his brother threw him in the dungeon. Hmm? You can't kill the blessing that's on somebody's life. You can't stop it. No matter what you do, you can put him in prison. That blessing is going to start working right there. I mean, look at Paul and Silas. They set their, they set their little damsel girl free who was under the power of a demonic uh, spirit or uh, what, is, what, what is it, fortune telling? They threw him in prison. The Bible said they prayed. In, in, in Acts 6, in Acts 16, 24, they prayed and they sung praises under God. You, you are incarcerated. You are in chains. You are in a dungeon. That means you, where, you are somewhere where the keys have been thrown away. You can't eat. You can't do nothing. You tired. Just use your imagination. And they sung praises. And the earth, I mean the jail shook. Not the city, the jail. And everyone that was bound was loose. Why? Because of what was on them. God's assignment up on them and their assignment was not finished. So God set them free. That's why I say, your life, my life, we, we, <laughs> we're not the ones that's governors. No. We are being led by the Spirit of God. The life that we live now in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God who what? Love us and gave himself for us. Right? 
That's how we live. Notice this. So he said, consider how then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patron of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. You see that? What he taken in battle. So the tithe actually comes from something you want, something that, that you didn't have. Glory to God. Next verse, uh, page. Now, now the law of Moses required that the priests who are descendants of Levi, see, now they, they were required, must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel who also are descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of the Levi, collected a tithe from Abraham and Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. See, he already received. Well, when did he receive it? In Genesis 12. He was already blessed. Hmm? I mean, look at Abraham. I mean, Abraham, you know, went through some things. Amen? Is that right? I mean, look how many times he lied about his wife. Huh? You tell, tell you're not wife, you're my sister. He was afraid for his own life. But blessing still kept him through a lie. The king had a dream. And in the dream, <laughs> the word of the Lord came, you're a dead man. And he said, Lord, forgive me. I did not know. And the Lord said, yep, I know you didn't know. That's why I warned you. He had Abraham to pay for the man. Hmm? That all women womb would be untied from having. It wasn't the king that was wrong. It was Abraham. How you bless, how you answer that? Are y'all following what I'm saying? You are not sinless, but we can live blameless. Can you see that? You're not sinless. Abraham didn't quit. He didn't stop. He didn't he didn't stop working the blessing that God put up on him. Did he make mistakes? Yes. Just like all of us. Will we make mistakes? Absolutely. But if you won't quit. God can still use you. Amen? Now watch this. <clears throat> Next verse. Uh, and without question, and this is one up verse I wanted you to see. The person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than one who is blessed. Whoa. Let me read that to you again. The one without question, the person who who has the power, that's Jesus, to give a blessing is greater than one who is blessed. Can y'all see that? We are blessed because we are beginning to understand what our assignment is, what our purpose is. Can you see that? When you can recognize what your assignment is, what your purpose is, then guess what? 
you're already empowered to do what? That wealth is drawn to you. You will increase without you doing anything. Why? Because it's Christ in you. He is the one, the blessing of the Lord. Notice this. Without question, a person who has the power to give a blessing is greater. What's, what's happening? We have his life inside of us, and he has blessed us with a specific assignment. To live a specific way. But you got to do it long enough before you can actually see it. You'll see bits and pieces of it as you go. But the fullness of to flow in your life, always use the pecan tree. Think about the pecan tree. It takes a pecan tree 12 to 15 years before it comes to its full maturity. And when it comes to its full maturity, look out, Jack. You can pick up, my God, how many hundreds of pounds of sack of pecans from one tree? My grandfather, when we were kids, used to come get us, and we go to this pecan orchard, and all of us have a sack. I mean, that thing was like, I don't know, 25-pound sack, 50-pound sack, and we'd be picking, we'd be, we thought it was fun, running around, picking up, putting all those pecans in that sack or whatnot, and uh, we used to call him Daddy, and he would give us a quarter after all that work. But boy, you could buy some Mary Janes. Huh? You remember that? They used to have them little Mary Janes. And we used to buy them little moon cookies. They were a penny apiece now. But your quarter went a quarter went a long way. Is that right? <laughs> you bought a a uh uh I don't know if they make this. What they call a push up. You remember that? Did they still make that? A little push up? Man, we paid six cents for that thing, boy. Oh, look, I'm trying. I know we're talking about our age, but look, I'll tell you what. I, was <laughs> I don't know they didn't make that no more, but that was, boy, that was good. That, that was. So a quarter went a long way. Right? Try to use a quarter like that day. <laughs> so you got my point, right? Let's see, can we go there now? Page, go with me to Genesis chapter 30. We started here Sunday and we didn't get very far, and it appears that we're not going to get very far tonight, but we're going to start. Let's go. Uh, <coughs> Well, let's start at verse, well, let's just start right here. When Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob, she became jealous of her sister. And she pleaded with Jacob, give me children or I would die. Well, you know, what, what Jacob was supposed to do? Her womb was shut. Hmm? Watch this. Then Jacob became furious with Rachel, am I God? He asked. He's the one who has kept you from having children. Why? Because there's an appointed time. You may be barren in your life right now. 
in some places and some in your walk for your own good. And the reason is because why? Your time equals or development equals time or time equals development. When you understand, when you have understanding, that's what happens. But the, if you don't have understanding to understand where you are, then time doesn't become your friend. But time is your friend. Time is on your side because when you, when it, when you have time, that means time to develop. Time to develop. Just think about a pecan tree. Time to develop. What if you cut down that pecan tree after six years of growth? Got to start all over again, and guess what? You got to get back to that same place until you have what? Understanding. When you have understanding, and someone come look at you, no, no, she, she, she's growing. She's developing. She's not right yet. She's getting right. And it could be seven years, and it still had about one pecan. But eight years, that eight year, that eight season of her, of her growth, that eight year of her growth, she's going to start bearing some type of pecan. May not be any. See, you know, and then the next year may not bear any. Say, well, it is a pecan tree, but, you know, she don't put out much. Well, how old is the tree? Oh, it's about eight, nine years old. Oh, man, she's still young. She's still developing. Give her a few more years. Huh? Right? I mean, look it up, guys. I mean, take some time and look it up. And you'll see around about 12, 15 years of age, that thing going to produce like there's nobody business. You can't stop it. But what takes place from the day one it was planted to year seven or eight, it was developing. And what? You had understand. You weren't expecting it to bring forth pecan in its sixth year, in its seventh year. Well, you're looking for a little something in this eight year, but you're more excited when it gets somewhere around 10, 11 years, and now you know you're going to start seeing some fruit. Well, just think about it with God, with you and I. There's some time that God wants to do. He wants us to take time to develop, to do what? Before we can bring forth fruit. You don't just bring forth fruit overnight. Hmm? Okay? I mean, just, I mean, any tree, a peach tree, Apple tree. I don't know how I don't know how long it takes for an apple tree to bring forth apples. How you know how big the tree have to get? What what, what uh, how old the tree have to be before it bring forth apples? Anybody know? Y'all can ask y'all the Siri. You know Siri give y'all the answer. You know. But notice this. It says then Rachel told him, "Take my maid." See, look what she did. See, they did that in that day. Uh, Bilhah and sleep with her and she should bear children for me and through her I can have a family too. Next verse. So Rachel gave her servant I think her name Bilhah to Jacob as a wife and he slept with her. Next verse. And Bilhah came pregnant and what? Presented him with a son. This goes on and on until you get to, I think, 
verse 11. Look at verse 11 of uh, page. Verse 12. Oh. I must have missed it. Where's what, what Rachel had her first child? Joseph. Is I thought it was around verse 12. Maybe it might be verse 19. But anyway, both of them use their, their concubine or their A. Is it, is it, what, is it, what verse is it? And, uh, and gave Jacob uh, a second son. And God answered Leah's prayer. And she became pregnant again and gave birth to her fifth son for Jacob. Next verse. And she named him Issachar. For she said, God has rewarded me for giving me, for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Next verse. And then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son of Jacob. She named him Zubalim. For she said, God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect, for I have given him six sons. Later, she gave birth to a daughter named Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, verse 22. Then God remembered Rachel, plight, and answered her prayer by enabling her to have children. This is after how many children Leah had? Six, seven. Six boys and one girl. Hmm? And look at this. Next verse. And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And God moved his disgrace, she said. God has moved his disgrace. She named him Joseph, for she said, May the Lord add yet another son to my family. Next verse. Soon after Rachel had given birth to Joseph, Joseph said to Laban, Please release me so I can go home to my own country. This is what I want y'all to see. Let me take my wives and children, for I have earned them by serving you, and let me be on my way. You certainly know how hard I have worked for you. Please listen to me, Lama reply. I have become wealthy. Watch this. Read the rest of it with me, y'all. What he says. For the Lord has what? Blessed me because of who? So you can't see the blessing that was on Joseph. I mean, Jacob. Can you see it? Watch this. Verse 28, tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I will what? Pay it. Why? Because he don't want that blessing to leave. Can y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, when God has his hand on you and when it's the right time for you to step out and do all that he called you to do, there will be many try to pull on you. There will be many try to hold you back. But you're going to have to know in your know. No, I got to go. I got to go. 
Why? Because if you don't recognize the hand of the Lord in your life in that season, you make a mess of things. What was a blessing people at once, now it's going to become fixated. It's going to become irritable. Why? Because God is working through that irritation to get you out of there. Because you didn't got too comfortable. Amen? Yep. So tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I will pay it. And Jacob replied, you know how hard I work for you? And how your flock <laughs> and your herd have grown under my care? Next verse. Look at Jacob. You had little indeed before I came. But your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I've done. But now, what about me? When can I stop providing for my own family? Huh? What wages do you want? Layman asks again. He won't do whatever is necessary. Why? Because he knows if I let this guy go, everything that's flourishing is going to stop. Because the blessing goes with Jacob. Huh? And Jacob replied, don't give me anything. Watch this. Just do this one thing, and I will continue to tend and watch over your flock. Watch this. Keep going. Let me inspect your flock today and remove all the sheep, goat, that are speckled, spotted, along with all the black sheep, and give these to me as my wages. Right? You see that? In the future, when you check on the animal you have given me as my wage, you will see that I have been honest. If you find in my flock any goat without speckled spot or any sheep that are not black, you will know that I have stolen them from you. Right? Keep going. Lamer said, all right. Lamer replied, it will be as you said, because why? Layman don't realize, he still understand the blessing is on this man. See, natural mind thinking will put, okay, if you don't have a spotted, you don't have a buckle, or how they going to produce? Hmm? Watch this. But that very day, Layman went out and removed all the male goats that were street spotted, all the female goats that were speckled spotted, or had white patches, and all the black sheep, he placed them in the care of his own son. So he took all the spotted, all the speckles, right? Watch this, next verse. <clears throat> Who took them a three-day journey from where Jacob was. That's how much, huh? Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and kept for the rest of Laman's flock. Then Jacob took some of the fresh branches. Here we go. From a polar, a poplar, how you want to say that? Almond and plain trees and peel off stripes, a bark, making white streaks on them. What are we talking about? The blessing. See, when something on you, he's going to take this and put this in the trough. 
when the cows drink, when the goat drink, they're going to see that when they mate, they're going to mate what they see. God use their imagine, use what they see, and they're going to bring forth. Can you see this? You can't do this in yourself. You're going to have, now God needs you to walk with him. But God is the one doing it for you or through you. That's why you and I are so important. That's why he put that blessing on us because ha he has to have his hand on your life. He has to flow through you. Next, uh, did, oh, then he placed these peeled branches in the water trough where the flock came to drink, for that was where they made it. Whoa! At the flock, at the, at, the, at the trough. Keep going. And when they made it in front of the white streak branches, they gave birth to the young that was streaked, speckled, and spotted. How could that be? Remember what we read in Hebrews 7, 7? What, is, what that verse was? Okay, go back to that verse before we... Uh, uh, Hebrews 7, 7. He that is blessed. Without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing. God had the power to give a blessing. Huh? But he needed Jacob to do what? Peel that stick. Put it in that trough. God did the rest. Can you see that? I'm trying to show. I want you to see yourself. Just like Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Abraham, Paul, Peter. I want you to see yourself. Esther, Ruth. I want you to see the same power is made available for you and I. Why, Todd? I'm giving you a reason why. The blessing of God is on your life. You're not given out of compulsion. You're not given out of obligation. You're given out of a generous heart because, hey, no one could have. Who, who would have thought? Take a stick. Peel it. Put in the water. Who has that kind of wisdom to do that? Tell you to do that. And then back it up. It's the God that you and I serve. Hmm? All right, Paige, go back to that. Uh, Genesis. Oh, my time is up. I better need to finish it. Next verse. And Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock. And at mating time, he turned to the flock to face layman animal that was streaked and black. And this is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban. Keep going. And whenever the stronger female were ready to mate, Jacob would place the peel uh, branches in the water trough in the front of them. And then he would mate in front of the branch. He did this over and over. Next verse. But he didn't do it with the weaker one, so the weaker lamb belonged to Laban, 
and all the stronger world were with Joseph. I mean, with Jacob. Next verse. And as a result, Jacob became very wealthy. How? By peeling a stick? Putting it in water? But it was more than that. It was his obedience to what God gave him power to do. The blessing it was already God had the blessing to do what? To empower him to do what he did. We're not all wisdom. We're not all wise, but God is. Hmm? And we see as a result, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep, goat, female, male servants, and many camels and donkeys. Keep going. That's it. And then it goes into 31, chapter 31, but we'll, I'll show you that. That Jacob knew, but just put this up, verse uh, 10 of chapter 31. Seems backwards. It's just a couple verses. Uh huh. Chapter thirty-one, and look at verse ten. I believe <clears throat> through twelve or eleven. It said, "One time during the mating season, I had a dream. See that, and saw that the male goat mating with the female was streaked, spotted. I mean, speckled and spotted." He had a dream. That's how he knew to do that. See, when the blessing is on you, you have a dream, you have a vision. Uh-huh. Next verse. And then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am. Right? And the angel said, look up. You will see that only the streak Speckled, spotted males are mating with females of your flock, for I have seen how Laman had treated you. And it goes on, but we don't have time. But I wanted you to see this, that when the blessing of the Lord that's on you, it's the blessing of the Lord that make rich.